Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. VSEN has a new podcast to help you bet on pro football's biggest games. VSEN's Pro Football Betting Podcast puts out three episodes each week. To cover every NFL game, Danny Burke and other analysts give their insight on spreads, totals, props, and futures every Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Download and subscribe to the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Podcast today, wherever you get your podcast. Let's start this hour talking about a big game that we have on Monday Night Football tonight. Yes, it is big because if the Raiders lose this game, they are 1-4 on the year. And uh, we've talked a lot about it so far the last, you know, today and then going back to last week with the spot that, that the Chiefs are in. Tonight, in between the uh, Buccaneers and the Bills next week, Saran Petro has covered the Chiefs in Kansas City on 810 WHB uh, for a long, long time. Kind enough to wake up early with us here on a Monday morning to talk about the game. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. I want to ask you about this because they're kind of making this uh, a big deal here locally anyway, about the last two trips by the Raiders to Kansas City. If you go back two years ago, it was the one win that uh, this team has had in recent years over the Chiefs. They, they outscored them in a shootout, like 40-32. to 32. They then did, like, Gruden, right, the, the victory parade around the stadium. That pissed off the Chiefs at the time. Then last year, with uh, the team dancing on the logo at, you know, midfield of Arrowhead Stadium, is that, is that something the Chiefs players or the organization is talking about? Like, have they filed that away from last year? 
You know, not really because of the the margin of victory last year. Two years ago, you know, the Raiders seemed to have their number. They seemed to have the magic formula. They they you know took them to the wire in one game and beat them in the other one in route to the and uh, the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl and representing the AFC that year. So it really did last year look like a thorn in their side. And then they seemed to be completely focused. Forty one fourteen in the first game, forty eight nine in the second game. They're obviously both of those were no contests. And so you know, it probably should be be a bigger part of the equation. But I think zero and three for the the Raiders to start now one and three coming into this game, coupled with the fact with uh, you know how, how big the margins were last year. That the conversation this year has been more about the idea of you know is this even a rivalry? You know during the Marty Schottenheimer yeah. years it was it was Raider Week and the whole town would talk about it. Now during the Marty Schottenheimer years the Raiders were just you know four or five years removed from winning two championships. So it's it's a different view of the team and and I and I do think listen. The part about this being a trap game, I, I think, is real. The Chiefs have been susceptible to that. Coming off the Bucks, looking ahead to the Bills. You know, two weeks ago they were they were coming off a game with the Chargers and looking ahead to the Bucks, and they laid a complete egg against the Colts. I mean, they 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 could not have played worse in every aspect of the game, from a special teams turnover to a personal foul penalty on what ended up being the game-winning drive for the Colts from Chris Jones. I mean, they just had mistakes everywhere you could possibly make mistakes in that game, and I think it gets brought up because we brought it up loud and and proud in, in that week that, hey, look out, and we talked about the Colts and the points being the, the smart play. I think everyone's view this time is, well, because that happened two weeks ago, the Chiefs will be focused. They're, they're not going to have that kind of letdown. And I, and I do think that lessens the opportunity for it. If the Raiders get the win, if they get the cover, it'll be much more earned, perhaps, than not to take anything away from the Colts. I mean, but mm-hmm. they, they did not play well either. Uh, this time it'll be more earned, I think, if the Raiders are able to get it. Yeah. Interesting answer. To, to the fact, too, that they, I mean, you're right, they've owned them. So it's just like, okay, well, the Raiders are coming to town. No big deal. I mean, going back, they beat them 8-9 and nine in Mahomes. Is, they're putting up like 37 a game with Mahomes when he goes against his defense. Yeah, and that's the thing is even that cold game, the, the Chiefs got to, I, I, I can't remember, they may have gotten to double digits. They might have gotten to 10. I know they were up seven at one point in that game, even with everything that, you know, as bad as they were playing. And, and that's what Patrick Mahomes is. And to a degree, Andy Reid, I don't want to take anything away from the head coach. He's very good, and he game plans well. He didn't necessarily have a great game plan against the Colts. They really just had a couple of drives where they were successful. But Patrick Mahomes extends drives. You know, with the, you know everybody saw the, the evade the rush and then speed away from the rush and then a jump hook to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, you can do everything right on a play two or three different times and he still beats you and, and you know, either moves the chains and gives Andy Reid a chance to get to the next section of the play card or makes a play for a touchdown. You know, those, those things are killers because, you know, you know, it was, it was labeled Mike Sando's quarterback tears, um, you know, the NFL writer for the athletic. He was the first guy to do that and, and he goes and he pulls 50 people in the NFL and one of them said, you know, well, Mahomes, if you take away his first read, then, then he play street ball and that, that everyone here in Kansas City bristled and got upset about it and to a degree I, I get it if you're saying that that's all he is is one read and go that's not the case he's much more efficient than that but the, the street ball thing if you take it as a compliment that hey the coordinator's done he's fired all his bullets and now you're just standing out there and now he's got to beat three guys he can still do that and I, and I think you know Trent Green described it as watching a um an adult out there playing football with little kids, right? Like, you know, you're like, oh, wow, man, nobody can bring this guy down. He just keeps spinning away. Well, he's 30 and they're 12, right? Like, that, that's, that's kind of the difference in, in how it looks. And when you can do that, it makes life so much easier uh, for Andy Reid and for that offense when he can just kind of cheat code your way to three or four first downs a game. It's early, but how better are they? How much are they? Do they improve defensively 
And I know it's kind of weird because Tampa only had three rushing yards, but how good is this run defense? Yeah, and that, that's that's kind of interesting. Because last year they they actually were like number eight in the NFL in scoring defense, but they were like twenty seven in yards allowed. So you you always felt like and, and Andy Reid teams on both sides of the ball are generally better, you know, the way you'd want to be in in points scored or points allowed than than they are in yards or yards allowed. They they, they that's a sign I think of him managing the game well. Um, this year they, that's kind of turned around, but the optimism is is much more that the defense is really on the come. They are missing. Three good players, or at least two good players. They're, they're, they're missing Willie Gay. They're, they're a great coverage linebacker, and he helps out and run as well. He's suspended right now. That's a problem. Uh, and, but Damian Harris has done a great job filling in. And in the first game, he led the team in tackles. He's not as good coverage-wise, but but he'll bring what what was there as far as the run support goes. And then McDuffie, their first-round pick at corner, was playing really well in the preseason and really looked like a, a legit number one corner in the first game before he got hurt. So they are playing without them, and I think that's part of the optimism that's there. And maybe the Raiders will be able to expose those two uh, deficiencies, but the optimism is whatever they are now, they're going to be even better when they get those players back, but you know, the run defense is not quite as good as it looks. I mean, the, the Bucks completely abandoned run to, to only run for three yards. The offense has got to help out, and, and the Bucks did on that, but they are significantly better against the run, and that's something that had been Achilles' heel, that you could come in with a game plan, we're going to pound the rock and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. They've been a lot better, and I think Nick Bolton, the middle linebacker, has been a big part of it. Second-year linebacker a second-round pick out of Missouri last year was on the field a lot, but really more out of position uh, as a, as a uh, you know an outside linebacker. And, and he took over for Anthony Hitchens this year. I've been screaming, you know, where was this last year? Why wasn't the better athlete on the field last year? And he had a couple of sacks in the in the game against the Colts. I mean, he's a multi-dimensional player, and he's made them much more athletic at the middle linebacker spot. And I think that's that's been a big difference. And, and they've got a lot of youth in the secondary, which can be burned, uh, but but so far right now you see big long fast corners a depth of them flying around the field making hits they're much more physical defense you'll know that they were on the field much more so than than really any time in the in the Andy Reid era so I, I think this is probably going to be his best defense when it's all said and done okay good comment uh, it's follow the money here on VEASAN the sports betting network Saran Petro our guest sports radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. So who goes off tonight then offensively for the Chiefs? I'm looking at uh, Travis Kelsey's game log for this year only, Seren, and his player prop tonight is 73.5. Well, he's gone over 73.5 only twice, but he has scored three touchdowns this year. Now, that aside, we do know that Kelsey absolutely destroys this Raiders defense. Is it going to be him? Is this going to be a Kelsey game, or is it going to be somebody else, you think? Yeah, I, the Kelsey one is is hard to figure because if if you look at the you know I don't know next gen stats with you know the, they're tracking him he's gotten slower each of the last four years and that was actually a topic of conversation with Patrick Mahomes this week and you know why is it that on on the downslope ages he's still playing at a high level and he talked about his intelligence and how he sets guys up and how they motion him around a little bit more he said you know you used to be able to just line him up and he'd just go out athlete a guy and at father time is starting to catch up to Travis Kelsey and so I think this is a year where I'd be a little bit hesitant. That's not to say you can't find the right over, and, and you mentioned it. he has done really well against the uh, Raiders, and so this might be the perfect spot uh, to grab him. But I think as a rule of thumb, I would probably be playing the unders on Travis Kelsey just because at 33 years old, uh, you know, he, you know, it's going to be a little bit tougher for him to get things done. I, I actually like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I've been burnt on this, but I know that the Chiefs want to run the ball, and that's one of the things they did against the Bucs. And 
you know, uh, Shaq Barrett was out there talking about how the Chiefs' offensive line wasn't any better than the offensive line they saw in the Super Bowl. And Andy Reid put a challenge to the team. It finally came out that he challenged the offensive line, he challenged the running backs to be more physical and and to take you know and and go out and and make their presence felt. And they they did it in in a big way, pounding the running game at the Bucks. Now they're not going to come out and, and play Marty Schottenheimer football. They'll, they'll still throw to win early, but when they're winning, they can run to win. And I think that's a different part of it. And I kind of like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as the over in rushing yards almost every single game. Uh, he's at 47.5, the one I'm looking at right now. And so I would take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over 48. Uh, I, you know, they, they do are, are kind of using more of a running back by committee, but he's still the lead guy. And I think there is a definitive concentration. One of the ways to beat these shell and cover two defenses that are being thrown at him is if you're going to be light in the box, run the ball. And I think the Chiefs got back to doing that. And I think they really enjoyed doing it. I think the linemen like getting a chance to be physical. And I, and I know the running backs were, were having a good day. So I would expect more of that. You know, Maybe each game, if you played it over every game here the rest of the way, I think you're going to make money certainly in the long run. 30 seconds. Who covers, and uh, does the game go over, or does it stay under? A little bit puzzled that it's only seven. That, that gives me a, a bit of a hesitation to not say Kansas City all day, but I, I think you've mapped out the reason why, and that's the view of it being a trap game. I do think it's fresh enough in their memories that they get it done. So I, I like the Chiefs by double digits. I, I think they cover it, and probably not as definitive as it was last year, but 31-20, 31-17, 33-17, okay. uh, something like that. And I, and I would tend to take the over just because uh, I, I think this is one where you know it's been over when both teams are going good. The Chiefs can take it over on their own. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Seren Petro and catch him um, on the program, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, Monday through Friday. Seren, good to talk to you again. Thanks for the time. Always my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you. Be good. There you go. Good okay. Job. I'd like to break down on Clyde Edwards Alaire as well. Yes. We'll expand on player props coming up for tonight. Uh, will he match his average game stats? If so, he's having a gigantic game. We'll tell you who coming up next. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. 
or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. NBA starts in eight days. Now's the time to grab your VEASAN Pro Basketball betting guide, season prep on all 30 teams. Jonathan Von Tobel provides strategy, advice, and predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. For some people, prop bets are a hobby. For others, it's a way of life. So I'm going to propose you a proposition. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard live this life every single day. I would not bet on that. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to win a buttload of money. This is prop culture. Pay that man his money. Unfollow the money. Okay, so here's the player I mentioned before the break. Mm-hmm. We all know about the Mahomes numbers overall, right? But when you really break them down, they get even better. He's 3-1 and one at Arrowhead. He's actually 4-0 oh on, on the road in Las Vegas or in Oakland. But at home, a rating of 100.5. Overall, the average game line for Patrick Mahomes against the Raiders, 65% completion, three touchdowns. Now, that's he's had a couple of rushing, so I'm combining them. But three combined touchdowns. 318 yards passing, 0.375 interceptions per game, and a passer rating of 112.4. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. They, they could, it could be a blowout. And it could be run the ball with a lair, take it easy, get ready for the, for the Bills. If but they get out to a big lead, that's yeah. where uh, Seren's, like his angle yeah. on Edwards-Alaire really comes into play. 
I remember also what happened last time when they, I mean, Wilson and the Broncos moved the ball on the Raiders and took shots down the field and had success Yep. after what we've seen all year for Denver. So this is definitely cause for concern with what he's done. Uh, tore him up in his career, can't hold him under 30, and and you figure everyone's going to eat offensively. And, and the scary thing is that they've improved the defense as well. But, it, yeah, it's a horrible spot, but also – Andy Reid is, is the nuts in the division. He is. He's so good. Mm-hmm. They're trying to win it seven years in a row. And how, how Andy Reid's on the Raiders. And that's the other thing, too, about maybe overlooking them. That was an interesting comment about it used to be a rivalry. Well, they've beat them 8-9, and they outscored them 89-23 to in the sweep last sure. year. Sure, sure. So Derek Carr, if you're watching the show, you just saw the stats uh, and the props for tonight. One and a half touchdowns, 271 and a half yards for the game. I will say this. Every opposing quarterback has multiple touchdowns. And two of the last three have gone over 334 yards against KC. So, again, if it is a blowout, mm-hmm. if like predicting game flow here, if the Chiefs get out to a nice lead, do they just abandon the run game then and it's going to be all Derek Carr throwing the entire game? If that happens? Yeah, I don't think Jacobs will have success here. I know what the, he did against Denver, but I, I don't think the Raiders will have success on the ground. I don't disagree. Yeah. Now, Seren did say that the... The rush defense for the Chiefs may be a little misleading. But well, because of the Tampa game. Because yeah. of the Tampa game, right? Yeah. They, they got away from it, and they were throwing the – but that could happen again tonight, uh-huh. right? So, Jacobs did overall see an 89% snap share last week. Now, this might be a spot where if he can't run the football, they could still throw him the ball because he's actually done well over the years catching the ball out of the backfield. Five receptions per game against the Chiefs. Uh, going back to last year. So maybe the rushing end or the receiving angle would be good for him. Um, to expand on Clyde edwards Elaire. Uh, the Raiders are allowing the fourth most receiving yards to opposing backs. So again, his rushing prop is 46.5, but maybe rushing and receiving combined tonight would be an angle for him. Devontae Adams tonight for the Raiders. What is this going to look like? Well, yeah. Mike Evans just went over 100 yards against this KC secondary. He had two touchdowns. So now that's uh, two receivers in the span of, what, three weeks? Because Mike Williams went over 100 yards. And I believe Williams scored as well against the Chiefs. Uh, Adams on the outside, if he gets Rashad Fenton, he allows a passer rating of 108 and a catch rate of 85%. So this could be a big spot here for Devontae Adams in this game tonight. Okay. Anything, anything else you're looking at? I can't. The longest touchdowns, 45 and a half yards. Oh, I like under there. Oh, you do in yep. this game featuring Mahomes. 45 okay. and a half. Yeah, boy, that's big. Uh, no scores. Of, it varies from place to place, but looking at one spot, no score first six minutes. That's interesting. The Raiders have scored on all four of their uh, opening possessions uh, as well, but would it take time uh, Who start, uh, if they chew clock as well? Uh, love no defensive special teams touchdown. And I'll tell you, the first touchdown of the game, you can make a case for a lot of guys. In a game like this. And it's always tricky with Kansas City. Of course. Because he, he could run one in, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, he, there's so many candidates for Kansas City if they're the first team. Or for, for, if they score right, uh, go right down the field and score. Yeah. Um, McKinnon, look at that. 19 to 1 right. on him for the first yeah. touchdown. Like that should be 40 to 1, probably, but it's like that's the thing. Like who's it going to be for KC? Could be any of these guys. I, I wanted to take a peek at um, Hollins for the Raiders, but I, I don't think 20-1 uh, to one is enough there. Maybe an anytime touchdown for Hollins tonight. Might, he's been getting uh, more targets here, but then Renfro comes back tonight the way it looks. 
So how does that disrupt things uh, for the entire passing game for mm-hmm. Las Vegas? I will say this about Juju Smith-Schuster tonight. If he goes back to playing on the outside in this game, and I say that because he was in the slot 64% of the game last week, but if he goes back to the outside, which I think people are expecting him to, he, he will probably get a Meek Robertson. He allowed a touchdown. Now, he has allowed a touchdown in two of his last three games, and he allowed a perfect passer rating against Denver last week. So if he's going to be getting Smith-Schuster tonight, yeah. maybe this will be his game and not so much a Kelsey game. Because don't you think that at some point the Raiders are just going to think to themselves, look, I know it's a new coaching staff, but we've been burned to death by Travis Kelsey for like half a decade yeah. now. Yeah. Like any, just have him spread it out to other people. We can't allow Kelsey it's, it can't be a thousand, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts tonight. Yeah, very disappointed in the Raiders so far, and especially Carr. I mean, this should, I know you had the Renfro injury, and he's big to this offense, but you have three guys who have, have had 100 receptions in their career. I mean, what Adams did, what Waller's done, and, and Renfro, th- this should be a passing attack that should be lethal and dangerous. It should be. And they should not be one and three. And I, I, the issues moving the ball against Tennessee, the collapse against Arizona, but uh, it shouldn't happen. And then they couldn't move the ball. How bad does that look now? They couldn't move the ball against the Chargers. I mean, everyone's yeah. moving it against, especially what Cleveland did yesterday. I think also were the Chargers. The old line had issues in that game. But. They did. I think the Chargers have had more injuries since then, though, yeah? That's true. Defense, if I'm recalling yeah. correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's a tough game. It is. How much do you buy into the situational spot here going against the Chiefs? Yeah. Well, but I think Sorrent's point Sorrent is, made is a right. Good point it's about a we just in. Had, Yes, we just had the letdown against yep. the Colts. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, it, it, it is baked into the line. Right. Uh, and the fact that they've owned them. And it's still you're on. It, you know what? I'd be more concerned if this was a Sunday afternoon game. But everyone's watching Monday night football. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I like that. By I'm, the I'm, way. W- listen to that interview, too. Because I really have Kansas, Kansas City fatigue. Oh, boy. I, I think we're headed to Kansas City Buffalo again. I just don't. He's so good, and now they've improved the defense. Yeah, but you wouldn't take a replay of what we had last yeah. year. It's not going to play out well, the same awesome. way. I know, but, but I, I mean, like, I know. But right. I, I just I get to this point. Well, how much with AFC West? Oh, my God, what a division this could be. Yeah. They're going to walk to the division title again. It could happen, yeah. And they were available at uh, plus 175 yeah. not that long. So the I would really make, if I'm the Raiders here, Devontae Adams, come on, he's still incredible. Showcase this guy again tonight. Exploit that uh, the part of the Chiefs' defense that we just talked about where you can really get this job done. Really make the Packers regret making this deal. On, on national TV, just like rub it right in their faces tonight because, I mean, if you watched the game again yesterday for Green Bay, my God, do they miss him. They don't have... Like, I like some of the potential there again. I'm on Dobbs, 101 Rookie of the Year. I don't think he's going to win it. He was down to like 7-1 to one before the game yesterday. Watson can't stay healthy. They, they have nobody to throw the ball to, really. Nobody can get open. There isn't a single playmaker at this point for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, in big spots, too. Well, but then Rodgers, obviously, he was throwing in the ball maybe a little bit too much last year. But you get my point. I mean, they really missed that guy already. Waller hasn't really done much so far. Yeah. Are, you, are you still open on teasers yeah. with uh, the Chiefs? No, I, uh, no the Packers... Killed, but like everyone, the Packers is crushing. I am. Uh, How many people did that? I, I got to see the report, uh, re, the report from Spurdom and other people with the recap when they talked to all these bookmakers. Packer, that must have been a scoop, Jackson, for the the, the early uh, game. Maybe have saved them, 
But I would imagine Packers uh, points, money line, and teaser was everything. Well, and it got to nine and a half. Yeah. Before the game started. Couldn't beat the Giants who were beat up? Teasers for many years. Yeah. It's been my favorite way to bet the NFL. Uh, I'm over on the season. I have not cashed a single teaser yet this year. Thank you to Green Bay yesterday. So I think I need to, like, take a week off from that betting angle. I mean, it doesn't matter what yeah. I do. I'm tying it with the wrong leg every single week. But a 17-3 lead, three if you tell me that before the game, I would have made it a bit. Yeah, just like, come and on. three points the rest of the way. Yeah. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll recap the betting weekend. All the action coming up with uh, win some, lose some. Some of the dogs that cashed in multiple sports, obviously. Huge numbers. And again, this is like a weekly thing. We're another 30-1 to 1 hit yesterday. We'll tell you who that was coming up here on Follow the Money, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Some lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. About to recap this stuff on Mondays during the football season. Falcons moved to 5 0 ATS. G Men, money line plus 375. G-men. Texans plus 250. They've beat Jacksonville. Nine in a row. Most points, Jets 16 to 1. Fewest points. Thanks for the tweet. I had a braid fart. Lions were, I thought Jacksonville was six. Lions were shut out 22 to 1. Big number. Well, it makes sense, right? They were the highest scoring team in the league. Yep. Yep. That cashed. Highest scoring game. Saints 10 to 1 against Seattle. Most passing yards, Allen 8 to 1. Most receiving yards, Davis 30 to 1. 98 yards on the first drive. That's how you start your Sunday. Adam Chernoff last Friday. Guys, okay. I like Gabe Davis over 46 and a half yards. Yeah. Third play of the game, 98 yeah. yard how about touchdown. That? Okay. It also cashed the longest touchdown prop at William Hill, which was 96 and a half yards. That goes over too. How about that? 95, 96, yeah. 98 yard touchdown. I wonder if they pay out already. Yeah, on stuff like that. You think so? Yeah, why not? They should. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They did on the pool stuff. Texas State plus 750. Utah State money line plus 345. Excuse me. Beat Air Force. Arizona State 4 to 1. Oh, Washington. Oh, God. God. Mariners to win the series 2 rip 4 to 1. MLB series with most runs. Padres Mets plus 475. Team with the most runs in the wild card round. Padres longest shot 10 to 1. Of course, that comes in, although they had the benefit of the extra game. Away team wins over four and a half plus 180. They crushed it during that round. Love this prop. We talked about it Friday. All playoffs. Will a game go 12 innings? Cash it Saturday. 15. Winner. Dollar 10. Came in. No problem. <laughs> that could have gone 20 innings. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fun to watch. If he doesn't hit that home run, maybe it does. It's Who knows? possible, right? Phillies Cardinals game two. Harper to go deep, six to one. Alonzo plus 525, Lindor 6-1. Game 2, extra innings, Cleveland-Tampa plus 650. And the Mariners-Blue Jays in play. Mariners in play. I know at some spots they just put it up at 12-1 once the mini comeback was happening. Points bet had 150-1. And they tweeted it out when when they were down seven runs. What a collapse by Toronto. 
Oh, that's bad. Something I very rare, I don't think I ever do actually, is look at a team when they're just dead and buried in a baseball game and say, I like their chances to come back and win. Let me see what I can find here. And out here, they it, it's very rare that you're going to actually find a, all right, a live money line because it's going to be like minus six and a half runs. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even really a consideration for yeah. me. Yeah. Never even, I never thought of looking at that. No. Like, okay. We're on to Sunday. This is great. Subscribe, be part of the team. VSIN Pro, everything we do. There's you see the tweet there as well. Live peaked at uh, 150 to 1. The comeback, the, 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 the collision in the outfield, clearing the bases. God, brutal. How about some dog videos? This is great. Dog in the rain, he's got it all figured out, right? Just the tail. Even the boots on, right? Even the, the paws are covered up as he's going out for a stroll. He's got everything up. The bushy tail hanging out. Yes. He turns around and looks. Hey, you coming with? What are you doing? I tweeted this out over the weekend as well. We've seen this years ago, but it was only one it was only one trash can. Boom. This bulldog hates trash cans, and he does this every day on the morning walk. He just walks up and goes, well, when they're out, evidently, just goes over all of them. I mean, here's the highlight film. Look at this guy getting the running start and knocking over all the trash cans. That he, I wonder if the owner picks them up. It's just like, I mean, how many? Well, you're going to piss off your neighbors. Uh, yeah, it just goes over. just goes down the whole row on the walk. Was he tra- now, I have so many questions. Like, was the dog trained to do this? Is it only trash cans? Do they encourage him? <laughs> yeah, right. Can I can I walk this dog, please? I'd love to see it in person. Yeah. Yeah, it's stand him. I love it. That is great. Loosome, Arkansas State, James Madison under. 63 and a half down to 55. Texas San Antonio, Western Kentucky over. 66 up to 73. And a nine-point move in the San Antonio total this week. Bowling Green, Buffalo over 50, up to 55. Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan under 61.5, down to 56.5. Boise State, Fresno State under 50, down to 45.5. Not even close. And the Vikings from 6.5 up to 8.5. Lucky to win the game. One by seven. One lose some. Our buddy Eric sent this in. Just a guy at the Minneapolis hotel complaining about the thermostat. Comes down, and I would thought when you see a picture like this, you would think it was like the guy's locked out, or the guy something happened, maybe a fight with the significant other. Five oh four, the guy comes down in his boxers to complain about the thermostat. I mean, imagine you see this creature coming down. It's like you didn't sign up for this. I want to chuck it, check out of the hotel at that moment. Yeah, that too. Yeah, for the employees. Bet for the books. Buffalo plus two one off the favorite. Routed Bowling Green. They showed the video during one of the breaks. Bowling Green trying to fake a field goal. Oh, TCU and over from five up to seven and 59 and a half up to 70. Fell 69. Kansas backup played well. Got really well. Interception, but that was right. Kentucky, South Carolina under 48 down to 44. Stanford from seven down to four. Should have won the game. Shaw at it again. Miss State and under from five up to nine and 62 down to 56. Took out Arkansas. Bama, A&M under 52 down to 48. Bama lucky to survive. UMass, 26 down to 22 and a half, got the money against Liberty. Bills, Steelers under 47 and a half, down to 44. Bills have allowed seven points total in the second half this year. Seahawks, Saints over 41 up to 45. I can't get enough of watching these Seattle. These Seattle games are nuts. Well, and the, I don't way, know what we, well, the 49ers happened. But the week two game against San Francisco, other than that, the games have been nuts. Geno Smith playing really good football right yeah. now. Yes. Bad beats. Memphis on Friday. Lane three. Up 19 in the fourth quarter at home. Up 13 with two minutes left. Lost the game. Phillies Cardinals. Cardinals game one. Phillies Cardinals game one. Cardinals and under six and a half. Two nothing. Top of the ninth. One out. Nobody on. Goes over. Six three.
Blue Jays game two, and Saints first half. Saints have the ball at midfield. They turn it over, and then a long touchdown pass to lock it before I think it was like that. under a minute to play. Turn now, the ball over. You weren't the only one that had that. Yeah. Our guy Ricky, who runs things here at Circa, uh, the beautiful boots and everything. You want a boot to watch all the games? You had it. Fitz had it. That's horrific. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Over 300 different ways to bet the Monday night game and the second chance as well. New bettors get up to a $500 free bet as well. Get up to BetRivers.com. I was actually kind of expecting some news today in the NFL. What are they waiting for? I, I really was with uh, Matt okay. Rule. Uh, he's 11 and 27. And Tepper, when he took over, we're not going to be mediocre. We're not going to accept that. We're not going to. We're not going to tolerate that. Well, you got rid of Rivera, but look at his record. Rivera was 76, 63, and 1. Rules 11 and 27. Well, because I saw it circulating last night. Like, people in who cover the NFL are throwing it out there. Like, this, we really could wake up Monday morning, and David Tepper is not going to stand for this anymore. Yeah. It's going to be, be the call is going to be made. It's going to be, see you later, pal. Thank you. He's one, they're 1 in 27 with him when the opponent scores 17 points. I'll tell you what. Think it, about that. If he doesn't go soon, it's going to be a battle because I think Kingsbury, too, again, after that comment yesterday, we played that oh, earlier. You know, maybe, maybe we should play that again before the end of the show here in the next segment. Kingsbury, I mean, it's just he's saying they, not we, has no answers for uh, the team coming out of the gate so slowly they can't score. Why? Why? Yeah. What's the deal at home? Explain it. You've lost eight in a row at home, but you've won uh, 10 of 11 or 11 of whatever it is. They've won 10 of 11 on the road. What is this? I have no idea, Paulie. You made the playoffs last year. You've lost eight straight home games? Yep. Impossible. A terrible ATS in the first half. Terrible at home anyway. Here's Kingsbury you again. To score in the first quarter. L- listen to this. I mean, he has no answers whatsoever for the slow starts. I don't have an answer. Um, you know, they got a lot of heart. There's no doubt a resilient group, but to come out flat every single week for five straight weeks is, is uh, something we're still trying to figure out. Um, so we'll keep working at it and trying to uh, get better in that first half. Trying different things like yeah. scripting and not scripting. Yeah, we tried it all, um, but we'll keep keep trying. And just comes down to coaches calling better plays offensively, defensively, and Guys executing at a higher level, level and um, no feel-out period. Like Let's just play like we played in the second half from, from the start. They have. Th- this is the exact quote here. They come out flat every single week. That's what he said. They come out. Not we come out flat. They come out flat every single week. You're part of it, pal. Absolutely. You're the guy that's helping design the plays oh and know what you're going to run. They come out flat? Well, you need to find an answer for that then. If you're going to pin it up, pin it on them completely, that's a really bad job by him. But the sequence at the end of the game, Murray slides short on oh, the first boy. down, then he spikes it on third down. They they have to kick the field goal then. The and he and Amendola misses it. The in-game coaching decisions. Oh God! They get. I swear to God, they get worse every single year. That the Bengals last night. Uh, I know Staley. Pe- Staley. Yep. But it's just, it's you watch these games, you're like, okay, all right. Yep. Lace it up. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. You're home for the latest lines, odds, and boost this hockey season. Drop the puck tomorrow night. Tuesday, first goal insurance promotion. Check it out, betrivers.com, or download the app every Tuesday. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. In-pocket plays are up next. I was uh, really hoping 
for this uh, scenario to happen in college football. And who's the fourth best team in the country? Fun discussion coming up on Follow the Money, Visa, and the Sports Betting Network. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. Time now, in pocket plays. Time to grade a lot of this stuff from uh, the baseball season getting over with. Okay, so again, I can't can't win a teaser to save my life. Packers killed me yesterday. No good. Bengals plus three and a half. That got there last night. Had them uh, in a contest play as well. Tennessee, I bet them minus four. That was two bets. Bet them minus four and minus three against LSU. Bet them twice. Um, the market moved against me. But uh, that was a winner. College. It was really good. They were awesome. Um, Cardinals-Phillies over two and a half games. Loser. Guardians minus 110 against the Rays. That was the winner. Um, Blue Jays will win the World Series 14-1. Bet that back in March. Nope, that's good. They can grade grade that right now. And here you go now. Time for the future bets. Again, not pretty for me. I told you last week how much money I lost betting futures uh, and awards this year. Major League Baseball, there's all of them right there on the list. Likewise. Athletics is actually a winner. That's the one winner on there. Every other one on that page, loser. Um... Well, Let's, come on. These are 50 and 30 to 1 shots. but Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They're yeah. still... Oh, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They're still all losers. Uh, and I said this last week, too. I'm not going to bet some of these markets anymore. Most strikeouts, most uh, saves, most hits can't get out of them. True. Um, True. So True. here's what I added yesterday in college football. Again, we tracked the CLV, see how I do with the CLV and the bets. The Tennessee CLV was terrible, but it was a winner for the game. And that Wisconsin minus four yesterday on the open against Michigan State. I saw that move to five. I don't know where it's at right now. Uh, I'm going to go. So this is going to be the second game now for Bucky after firing Paul Christ. And I think Michigan State's terrible. Missed State minus three at Kentucky. That's up to six and a half now. And Kansas plus nine at Oklahoma. They're down to seven. I don't have anything for the Monday night game yet. I just don't like anything at, no. at this point. So I'm not going to force it. All right. What happened? Preston North End. Uh, we'll be back on it. We'll be back Wednesday. We, we were a little bit concerned about Norwich at home. But Preston North End scored as they won the game. They scored as many goals Saturday as they had in the entire season in league games. Three. They had three goals on the season. It, it became too popular all of a sudden. Ha! We're back Wednesday, baby. Bristol City. Get back on. Okay. Right. Eagles first half winner. Arizona scoreless in the first quarter this year. Uh, first quarter under in the London game. You know, these, these P.I. calls. I mean, I, a 50-yard penalty. Okay, there you go. I know. First and goal from the I know. I mean, these 50-yard penalties. Come on. Killer. Uh, Alonzo to lead the league in home runs, 19-1. to 1. No good. Was we great all the baseball now. Scherzer to lead the league in wins. No good. Braves to win the NL East, plus 380. Uh, gave that out, when, but yeah, I, I had the Mets big uh, to win the division. Uh, Giants to miss the playoffs, plus money winner. Padres plus 320 to miss the playoff to make the playoffs no loser race to make the playoffs no plus 425 Padres again uh, as well uh, lose with the teaser with the Packers couldn't believe they lost that game it's one thing to lose but you're up 17 to three no so uh, everything with the baseball no good there and no defensive special teams touchdown parlay we cash if there's a no today in the Monday night game didn't happen last night. And Oklahoma State plus four. This is a Gundy special against like it. TCU. It's a Gundy special. Oklahoma State outright. And a lean longest touchdown under 45 and a half yards as well in the Monday night game. In pocket presented by Bet Rivers Hometown Book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern. BetRivers.com. The Seahawks did get some bad news yesterday. Rashad Penny went down with the fibula injury. 
They're going to know, I think, this morning, I'm looking at a report right now, whether or not he's going to have to have surgery on it. It's a fractured fibula. Oh, God. So the speculation is that he's going to need surgery and the season's going to be done. That's absolutely crushing. Ah. So maybe that'll open up Kenneth Walker. He had a long touchdown run yesterday. Maybe he'll start. Yes, he did. Because he's going to be the man now in that backfield, and maybe uh, numbers on him today for Offensive Rookie of the Year might be something to uh, take a peek at. Quickly, can I ask you quickly? Because it happened when we got off the air with the TMZ video. What do you think of the Draymond Green video? That makes it a little bit worse, huh? <laughs> Taking time away from the team? He lunged it. Oh, come on. Look at how he towers over the kid. Oh, I know. That's the other thing. The kid, the kid pushes him, but does that give him the right to lunge at him oh, and smack on. him in the face like that? Running start? Like a Superman oh, punch? Oh, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, right. I thought Superman punch. Oh, I love these people on Twitter. You know, I think Kurt even said it, too. How did that get out? How do we release that? Who... Don't worry about that. Yeah, how about that? Maybe uh, it's some I... intern who doesn't make, any, you know, make anything, and here's the $200,000. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, you got to keep that stuff in house. Like, but. You know, give me a other break. other NBA people were saying it's a shame because it happens all the time. That happens all oh, the time please. in practice. Cut Come it on, out. cut it out. Come on. Okay, so in college football, forget power ratings for a second here because I know people are going to fall back on that. I'm talking about maybe the team with the best chance to be the fourth team in the playoff. Who is the fourth best team in college football? <sighs> I think people by default will say it's either Clemson or Michigan. Are we sure? I think, no, I go Tennessee. We have some good candidates here. We do. I, 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 Michigan's down the list, though. I, I think USC's better than Michigan. Okay. But USC's been extremely lucky. And maybe the luck runs out at Utah. It could this week. Tough game. I, uh, is Oklahoma State better than Michigan? I think it'd be a damn good game. Here are the candidates. I'm only yep. including undefeated teams yeah, okay. for the sake of this segment, right? But the teams we already mentioned, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss is undefeated. How good are they? Uh, don't know. Okay. Haven't played anybody. Let me give you two more. Is it possible that UCLA is the fourth best team in the country? E. Back-to-back weeks, yeah. took Washington to the woodshed, and I thought they were actually more impressive against Utah on Saturday. They get Oregon in a couple of weeks. What if they go to Eugene and put a spanking on the Ducks? Then I'll listen to it. Yeah, I, I'm not. They have been go. at home though. It has been a very oh, I know friendly schedule. It has been. I don't think they're the fourth best team. Then now, what is the what? Now, what could happen to Washington? They went to Arizona State. Oh, I know. Back to back road games, by the way. Can't play in the road evidently with that team. Uh huh. Yeah. So, what? Okay. So, just what if UCLA and USC are undefeated at the end of the year in that matchup? You know how big that game is. Oh my God! God, please let that happen. I don't ask for much, <laughs> and it never, and it never, it never goes that way for the Pac-12. No. Please let that happen this year. What about TCU? I think they lose this week. What if they don't? Uh, Let me it, just say it, this. It's too, there's too much. The, 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 the top to bottom, there's too many good teams in the Big 12. They'll lose. Aren't you uh, pleasantly surprised at how good the Big 12 and the Pac-12 yes, are this year? Yes, I am. There's so depth. Yes. C- could we maybe make the case that the winner of the TCU-Oklahoma State game could be the fourth best team in the country? Like they could be better than Michigan, could be better than Clemson? I personally think Tennessee is the fourth best team in the country, but also they're an eight-point dog this week to, to Alabama. It's hard. We've only you know, you've only you know month in. Also, the, you look at this game. I look at that game, and you know Tennessee struggling against Pitt. What does that look like now? But you know, have it, it's their kids. You're going to see this. Of it's course, crazy. Yeah. You're going to see stuff like this. And spots are going to be tough. You know. Know, very impressed with what they've done lately, especially the LSU win. For sure, it was great. 
great performance. Game was over. And uh, and if, I know that I know they have the loss. Obviously, what happened? But this this Oregon thing is weird. I mean, this might be Bo Nix is cooking. I mean, what if, he really is that that right? What if they run out? They're gonna, they're going to decide what happens in the. They're going to have a big say in what happens in the Pac-12 because they play all these teams, mm-hmm. and, and, and they they probably make the conference title game. That's the one that the team to focus on after the forty-nine to three thrashing to start. I really wanted. Uh... I really wanted to buy low on Utah after Saturday. I was hoping USC would beat Wazoo like 47 to 17 and just kill them and have like 600 yards. And that game was going to open up like a pick. So I wanted to bet Utah, but I can't bet three and a half or four. Oregon gets UCLA at home, Washington at home, Utah at home, Civil War, then maybe the Pac-12 title game. Maybe. Could happen, though. And Mm -hmm. it could be 11 and 1 against... You know, hopefully 11-1 against 11-1. Yeah. Got a shot then. Yep. All right. Uh, pro tip. You love an opening line? Have to bet it on Sunday. Totals and signs are moving drastically shortly after they drop. I mean, a movement. The college stuff here. I mean, look at look at how you still won, but look at the Dallas Rams game. Look how that moved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to get on this stuff early. We kicked that around, by the way, last week after the uh... – Broncos-Colts Thursday night game, and I said, I think we're going to get a repeat of that. I was looking for alt-unders. I couldn't find any. I wanted to bet like under 37.5, but the juice was like plus 150 or something. I was like, eh, I want to go under 37.5, but the, the ju- you got to be better than that. The number's got to be a little bit better than plus 150. We make an alt-under. It came in, but I'm... Rams hand Dallas 10 points right away. Oh, yeah. Still no shot to go over. Yep. No chance. That's a pro tip of the hour. Doing every single hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. I forgot to bring this up. Forgot to bring this up. I know Paul Stone and probably some others. Think about this. Around the same time back in May, June-ish, <laughs> they grabbed Utah plus 1.5 and, and USC plus 12 during the summer. Because I know the South Point, Chris Andrews opened up Utah minus 12, and he wasn't paying attention to other books. His power rating just had Utah minus 12. Other books had USC minus one and a half. That's what get. crazy. That's what you get that for uh, hitting these bets and numbers early. That's right. If you missed any of the show, go back and check out the podcast, the Follow the Money podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Good luck betting the game tonight. We'll see you. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.